So all of this month, we are doing um, sermons from A Course in Miracles. And the basic premise, I'm, Nancy shared with you so beautifully last week how it came about. But the basic premise of A Course in Miracles is that this world is not real. That the world of the spiritual is real and that this physical world is just something we made up because we were afraid that we were separate from God. And so we're playing out. We're playing out these roles. It's not that different from what many Native American traditions say, that this is a dream world, that this is the dream. And when you're dreaming, that's the real world. But this physical world is a dream. And it doesn't really matter. What matters is that you know you are more than your body. The world is more than this earth. There is a spirit within you and behind everything the source of everything that runs through everything, and that spirit is called love. And one of the very most basic lessons, maybe the most basic lesson of A Course in Miracles, is that everything that is not love is fear. That hate isn't the opposite of love, fear is the opposite of love, and it is what we fear that takes us out of our love. And what the book would say is our only fear is the fear of separation. We're afraid that we're not one with God, and that's why we don't experience our oneness with each other and with God. We're afraid we're not worthy. We're afraid we're guilty. We're afraid someone's going to take something from us that we want. We're afraid we're going to lose something that we have. And all of those things take us from our love. We are one with the one always. You never left God. God never left you. But which way are you looking? <laughs> which way are you looking? And with what eyes are you looking? Because we basically, the way I see it, kicked ourselves out of Eden. We thought we did something wrong. And we decided to punish ourselves, metaphorically, mythologically, because we harbored this belief that we could somehow be separate from God. But I tell you, you know, when I, when I talk to people from more traditional faiths and they say, you know, what is this new thought thing that God is everywhere? And I say, well, you tell me, where, where is God not? If God is all-powerful, then that means God is all-powerful. That means there's no place that God's power is not at work. And yet, we get to choose. And so according to A Course in Miracles, a miracle is any time we change our perception from fear to love. Any time that happens in big or small ways, that is a miracle. And not even worrying about what goes on out in the world of form. The miracle happens in spirit, and then the world of form takes care of itself. So is everything really fear? Is everything really fear that's not love? Okay, let's talk about jealousy. <clears throat> Green monster. What is jealousy but fear that someone's going to take away a person that you love? or that someone has a thing that you want that you may never get? 
we're afraid. We're afraid. If we're not afraid, we don't have to be jealous. If you've ever been in a relationship with someone that you're really, really jealous, you could probably look and find out that either in your mind you were unable to trust or the truth is the other person wasn't really trustworthy in the relationship. And that is why the fear has its way with you when you're in a relationship where you have absolute trust in the love that we have for each other, then jealousy has no place because you're not afraid. You're not afraid that they're going to go away or leave you for someone else. Hatred. I see this so clearly when I see these shooters that are going around in schools and in public places, in parks, at parades. This is severe self-hatred, and it is about fear. I'm afraid that nothing matters. Afraid that I'll never get mine. Afraid that other people have something that I don't have. Afraid that I don't matter. And that fear creates that violence. But hatred is about fear. Think of what you hate. Do you hate anything? Ooh, I try not to hate anything. But man, does it come up in me sometimes when I read the paper or hear the news. But what I can do when that hatred comes up is go, I understand that my hatred is about me being afraid that they're going to take something in my world away from me. And I understand that the hatred that they're acting out is their fear as well. And from that place, compassion happens and understanding happens. Doesn't mean we condone what's going on. Doesn't mean we don't do our best to change it if we can. But it means we don't try to fight hate with hate because it never, ever, ever works. It never has and it never will. Hate plus hate equals double hate. <laughs> hate, which is really fear, plus love equals the fear lessens for everyone. Every moment that you can bring love to bear in a fearful situation, you are creating a miracle. And the miracles all add up, y'all. It doesn't matter. It says in A Course in Miracles that it doesn't, miracles aren't, they're not ranked. They're not, this one's a big miracle, this one's a little miracle, this one's a miracle that's, yeah, it's kind of medium. No, a miracle is a miracle. Any moment that there is a change in perception, you have performed a miracle. Any moment that you take your own hatred, recognize it as fear, and then give it enough love to transform it, you have created a miracle. Anger, judgment, sarcasm, disdain, contempt, disgust. Yeah, somebody's trying to take something away from you. Somebody's doing something you don't approve of. I don't approve of that. And so in what way, most of the time, the things we're judging don't even affect us. <laughs> we're putting all that emotional energy into the judgment when it's not even about us. We're not standing in the room with the person that we're judging. We're not having a direct, there's no direct effect on us, except that we understand there is a direct effect because we are all one. And so when we judge, 
we add more judgment to the world. When we have anger, I'm not saying never get angry because your anger, you know, I've heard feelings aren't facts. The feelings point to facts. When you find yourself angry, it will help you to look at it and say, what is the fear? What am I afraid of? What is this anger pointing to? What can I bring to, what love can I bring to bear in me or in this situation that can change this fear? Now, we don't have the power to change fear in others. We only have the power to change fear into love in ourselves. But, you know, just as Sue's song said so beautifully, peace for our planet is growing because I choose love. Not because everybody does, but because I do. Can you believe that the power of love within you has the power to affect the whole if we are one? Yes. And that all the time that we spend on hatred and fear adds more hatred and fear into the world. And every moment that we can remember love, we are bringing more love to bear in the world. And that, if you want peace on earth, find the peace within you. Because it is the fear that disturbs our peace. And I have seen it over and over in a family. I know it works in a, in a relationship. I know it works in a family. When one person changes, nothing stays the same. Only one person in a whole family changes and nothing stays quite the same. It can't. And so when enough of us change just ourselves, then we are altering the situations and the relationships of our lives. And those alterations have weight because we are one because we are one. And so when I see someone shooting someone else, rather than spending my energy going, ooh, that person is wrong and bad and evil and wicked, I say, what in me is wrong and bad and evil and wicked? What, what do I harbor within myself that makes me feel like I can justify feeling that way ever. And I go to work on that because that's the only real work you can do is inner work. The inner work always affects the outer. Defense, offense, man, I'm telling you, the best defense is a good offense. I learned that growing up. Woo! Did I learn that? Sorry, Bob because he, he bears the brunt of it. I'm much, much, much better than I used to be. But I grew up in a family that told me if you were wrong, that meant you were worthless. Those were the act, that was the actual words used. Stupid and worthless. Just stupid and worthless. Well, who wants to be stupid and worthless? And so defend, 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 and defend if it means go on the attack before, before you actually get hit. <laughs> that was... That was the way we were programmed. And I don't like that about myself. I don't want that to be my way of life. And so I work on it. I do my inner work. I had an epiphany the other day I'm going to share with you that there's a certain politician. Really, the whole problem is lack of maturity. 
just like just like a t my two-year-old granddaughter doesn't get what she wants and it's and it's your fault I hate you right because it couldn't be me <laughs> it must be your fault we see those reactions don't we I do that I do that I walk outside and it's 107 degrees and I was like whoosh this rage bubbles up in me like, I shouldn't have to feel the way I feel. I'm like, really? <laughs> it's weather, y'all. <laughs> it ain't personal. And yet, anytime we take it personally, it's, it's touching something fearful within us. Maybe I won't be okay. Maybe I will sweat so much that I will actually disappear <laughs> in, a, in a river of goo. <laughs> I don't know what the fear is, but the fear is I don't like to be uncomfortable. I don't like to be uncomfortable. Nobody does. But the mature learn that to be uncomfortable is sometimes necessary. And you don't have to make a big deal of it. And you don't have to attack another. You don't have to attack another. And a, no, I'm not going to do it. So... Superiority, I'm better than you. Arrogance, I'm better than you. I know it because I read all these books and I went to the school and I studied. And I do my inner work. Better than you. That is a fear that I am not enough if I allow arrogance into my life. And guess what? When you are inferior, everybody's better than me. Nobody's as bad as I am. That's arrogance, y'all. It's making you special. One way or the other, we're afraid of just being one of many. We're afraid of not being special. Well, we're all, you're, we're all special. You're special just like everybody else. You're special just like everybody else. I'm special just like everybody else. And it is our specialness. Of course, Miracles talks about this too. It is our desire to be special that separates us from others. Because if we are one... What's special about that? If we are one, we are undivided. There's no way to call part of something special if we are truly one. Domination. I learned this from my dog trainer. I have a dog that goes nuts when another dog is around. I'm talking, and she's big. She weighs like 85 pounds, and she's like... <laughs> I mean, it's horrible. It's scary. And she's never actually attacked anybody. But it's really, really scary when she does that. And I said, why is she so aggressive? How can we train this aggressiveness out of her? And she said, oh, she's not aggressive. She's fearful. She's not an alpha. She's afraid of everyone. She's afraid of everyone. So she goes on the attack before they even attack her. She sees them off in the distance, and she goes on the attack because she's scared to death. Guess what? Me too. Politicians too. You've seen it. Gluttony, addiction, escapism, perfectionism. Those are places that we fear that we are not enough, and so we seek to escape it. 
We seek to fill a hole with some substance or some idea of perfection or some activity to prove to ourselves that we are worthy, but it's all about the fear of unworthiness. Do you get it? It's not just you, it's not just me. All of us have that fear, and until some of us recognize and begin to really do the work to conquer that fear by meeting it with love always only, then the world will not change. But the moment one of us decides to meet that fear with love only always to the best of our ability, that changes the world. And I believe the world is changing. I know it looks horrible right now, but I think the things that have been there all along are coming to the surface. And how do you heal something? You bring it into the light. As long as all of this vitriol was hidden in the shadows, there was very little hope of healing it. And I believe that the really horrible stuff that our world is dealing with right now is the really terrible infection being brought into the light so that it can begin to heal. And we are the healers. Those of us who are aware have to take the lead because most of us aren't born just ready to love everything no matter what. Or maybe we are, but it gets enculturated out of us real quick. And so those of us who have the awareness, it is incumbent upon us. It's your job. I believe it's my job to seek out the fear and judgment and hatred in me. To find what the fear is and then to meet it with love so that I can do my part in changing the world. Anxiety, afraid I won't be okay. Guess what? You're okay. I cannot guarantee you that your physical body will be okay because we live in a, on a temporal plane. Everything here is temporary. If you can see it, it's temporary. But there is an eternal spirit that is within all of us and that actually is us. Life living us, life living through us in a beautiful way. We are life and we can meet it with love. The book says, you believe you cannot control fear because you yourself made it. And when you made the fear, you made it along with a belief that you cannot control it. Fear, your belief tells you that, it, that fear is something that happens to you, but that's just a belief. It's not true. It's not, and it's not helpful to be told, oh, that's just a belief. I see that you're in a panic right now, but that's just a belief. That's not helpful, but what is helpful is to learn to love. What is helpful is to learn to bring love to bear in the situation in every way that you can because perfect love casts out fear. Only love casts out fear. Everything is taking place in the world of effect. And if you are trying to cure its effects, you will never catch up. It's already out there. But everything in the world of effect came from some cause. If you change the cause, the effect, again, will take care of itself, love. And one last um, concept 
that I want to bring up with, with this is it's what A Course in Miracles calls atonement. Atonement, which if you break it down, at one meant. When we come to the place where we realize our oneness, then we have atoned. We realize we're one with love. When we know that, then we can no longer live in fear. We just can't. And so until that miracle happens, until that miracle happens, we need miracles constantly. Every time we see fear in ourselves or another, we see it as a call for love. Somebody's ugly to you? They're calling for love. Can you see it? Can you see somebody in your life that yells at you or that spews their vitriol on you? Can you see that they're begging for love? Maybe they can accept it from you and maybe not. But certainly they can accept hatred from you or return fear, and then they will take that deeper, I can tell you. And so at the very least, we can neutralize another's fear with our love. Fear is a problem only because it indicates to us that there is a solution that needs to happen. And that solution is always love. So when you get mad or when you get fearful, don't go, oh, I did it again. Go, oh, look at that. Thank you. Thank you. That is pointing to a place where I need love. First of all, I have to give it to myself. I can't get it from anyone else. But one of the ways I give love to myself is to hang out with people who are loving. Right? A million ways to give yourself love. So, when someone says every, you, you can live a life without fear, without judgment, without hatred, your response might be, that would take a miracle. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs>